Welcome to another episode of Only the Brave. I'm your host, Jasmine. This week's guest is Liz Almond. Liz is a business mentor, coach, author, and a therapist. She's been published in magazine Stay Your Business, and also she's an author of uh, Are You Worth It? Liz is going to share with us her insights on how pressures of business can get to us and how a dream can turn into a nightmare. Let's welcome Liz. So there's chimes, there's actually chanting as well. There's different, yeah, I try all different things to keep my vibe up. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you for that. To be honest, it's a, it's a way of um, not having to think about things because sometimes you're, we can overthink things, but the, just by having a treatment like that can shift stuff. So do you often do things like that to, to help clear your... Oh, yeah, yeah absolutely. And that's, and that's why I would say is everybody needs to be doing it, because we, we've got 98% of us is actually not ours. We, ha- we hold on to other people's stuff. So right. you need to be regularly releasing energy so that, and going, actually, that doesn't serve me, and get rid of you. So if you think about limited belief, there'll be a, an energy around that. You want to get rid of it in some way. The logical way right. would be to like go for a run and you're letting it go that way. But there's other ways you can do it too, to let it go. Interestingly, I woke up with, uh, I was just in the bathroom and had a, a bruise on my knee where he's obviously done something. He'd said there was something around my right knee and there's a bruise on it today, which wasn't there yesterday. And I'm not aware that I even knocked it. So <laughs> I don't know what that's All about. Right. So pretty much... This is you in a room with a bunch of people, or just yourself? No, no, I was a personal treat, personal thing for me. Right, okay, yeah, okay, yeah. I mean, I do hear a lot of things about you know crystal healing and sound healing, and I'm wondering mm-hmm. now which which one works, which one doesn't, how much of it is placebo, and how much of it is is, is real. I would say, I would say personally, they all work. It's what you're right. drawn to, and actually, over a period of years, if you've got me, I mean, some of my clients are sound healers. And, right. and I'd never have even believed, because I was a very, very logical person. And I would go, eh, whatever. And actually, I, I was having a conversation with one of my clients recently and said, oh, my God, I had this session. And it was like, and she went, I knew you'd get it eventually. You know, it's just, it's a, so emotionally we're on a, vi- a vibration of negative stuff going to positive stuff, which is up to love. And all that sound healing is, is actually shifting the, those energies so you can actually get up to that level. It's just in a different way. If I do... Motion freedom tape, which is tapping on the meridian lines, that will also do it. You can do things with your body where you're shifting things. There's lots of things that people can do to help their mental health right. rather than, you know, go and analyze, 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 and trying to work out and you're really traumatizing yourself with things. Do you have to do it after every certain amount of time or does it last a long time? No, I mean, it lasts a long time because if you've shifted something that had to shift, then you're, you're just going on to the next thing. I mean, most healers would offer, you know, serious success or if they think it's a longer journey. So if somebody working with me, it isn't like a two-minute job to get rid of somebody's, you know, post-traumatic stress disorder. They've been doing that for years. And they're, they're also wanting to lose weight. They're also wanting to do stuff in their business. So it's a lot of work. So to suddenly think, oh, it's gone. Hooray. No, that's not really realistic, is it? No. So sure. you have to think about how long, how much effort you put into to creating the shit, life and shit stuff that's going on. You've actually got to unpick it a bit to actually work out what's going on to be able to move forward. But there are, sure. in fact, I'm having something else tomorrow night, a case study for somebody because I like to try out different things so I can then talk about it for them. I'm having, I think it's something like rapid pain elimination. Now, I'm not in pain, but she's trained in something else like fears and phobias. And one of the things right. I'm not fantastic about is actually, which I will come out in the video, um, is about slowing down to hear my guidance and stop. So after day, I'm actually off for the next two weeks. But I'd, I'd already said to you I would, you know, do this, so I'm doing it. But then I'm offline. So to slow down for me to regenerate, because I'm, I'm always like, what's next to the next thing? Because I'm a high achiever. And, you know, ideas, when I slow down, ideas come to me, and it's like, oh, let's do that, let's do that. And it's like, no, slow down, and I can see a bigger picture about what's going on. So, and that's kind of what I'm doing with people, is actually um, helping them to, to slow down so that they can be, weller through the through the process to see where they're going so i've just commented on somebody's um somebody else's facebook group and there was they were, this lady was saying i've set up a pop-up no pop-up no pop-along cafe it's called something like that's my leads she's got 
single parent, twins, and she's going through divorce, and she's trying to do the, the business at the same time. Well, no wonder that she's stressed, and she's had mental health issues in the, in the past. No wonder she's stressed and what's, what's going on. So look, you know, one of the pieces of advice I'm going to give you is actually, you do want to meditate, because that will get you some guidance about what to do. But you actually want to write a 20-year vision for how you want things to be, so you can then plan it in the right order, rather than trying to do everything all at once. Sure. Um, she's gone away to sort of reflect on it and then she may or may not be in touch with me because we can shove too much into what we're trying to do and we can't see what we're meant to do. Yeah. Awesome. I mean, it's mm-hmm. very interesting. You talk about, I, I, I always say ideas come to clear mind. So I've started recently, I heard about transcendental meditation. Mm-hmm. I'm doing a version of it. I haven't been to the, I think you have to meet the teacher and then they go through some stuff with you and then, you enroll in the course, they go yeah. through with you for four yeah. days and, and then you do that. So I, I learned it off YouTube and I'm doing it and it helps. It helps. I'm, you know, every time I do that and then get pen and, pen and paper and say whatever comes to my mind and I write down. And that's, that's the whole thing about, you know, we are transcending. So we're going up to a higher, higher consciousness. So the more that you focus around love and you're going up the emotional journey, you're then your vibration is going up and you'll meet other people at, at that same vibration. People you're meant to meet, what part of your destiny, if you like, is all part sure. of, becomes easier. We've clearly at the same link to even be talking. Sure. Yeah. And there's a lot of that. I, I guess I see that once you start, remember joining a program and I met these people who most of them run businesses and then everybody I met, Prior to that, everybody I met was an employee because they had an employee mindset. And then I, when yeah. I got into business, I started meeting business people. I started attracting pretty much everyone that runs some sort of business, which is very interesting. And there's a lot of other examples as well. What I want to get into is, so let's get into what, what, you, what you do and who you are and how you help people and, and what's your mission. Okay. So who am I? So no, Liz Almond, Mindset Shifter, my business called Insightful Minds. And I work with business owners around their, maintaining their mental health within their business because otherwise they will go mad. Okay, just so you know that. (laughs) Because you get overwhelmed, stressed, you do it the wrong way. Now, you've just mentioned it about the employee mindset, about actually, you're not even realizing what things cost. You're not realizing you need to be helping each other. It's a very different mindset when when you're in an energy of within the corporate world, for example, public sector, to when you're actually, you know, in business together. So it's very much your own personal journey. So I'm working with business owners to understand what their personal journey is and who they're here to, to help and serve. So I'm helping them, first of all, uncover what their spiritual mission is, about who they are. Often the clients who work with me already have quite deep spiritual beliefs because they might have had parents who are very spiritual, although everybody is, or they may have come into that over a period of time. So I've got clients who are accountants, lawyers, you know, et cetera, They've you know, been brought up maybe more of a religious way, potentially, but you know, there's a crossover between spiritualism and religion in the fact they've got you know, that you pray, you're, you, know, you want to be loving, you want to be kind to another, you know, it's such forgiveness. But actually, spirituality is higher than a religion because religions have a set of beliefs attached to them and some of them don't work right. for a person. So some religions can be very judgmental about a particular type of person. And that's not helpful. That's, that can't allow that person to act from love because you should be loving to all 100%, regardless of what shape, size, you know, somebody is uh, as well. So when I'm working with clients, um, that's either on a one-to-one basis or group basis. Um, so I'm, I have something called the Waking the Vision Within program, which is my signature program. And that's taking through spiritual entrepreneurs, coaches, therapists, trainers people who need to package their wisdom in some way through understanding who they are first of all because i believe business is being done the wrong way everybody's going going right i need a website i need a logo i need premises need whatever and they don't know themselves and that's why they're getting into hot water when they're you now starting off because then they're making loads of mistakes which actually somebody's just guided them they wouldn't need to actually and they knew themselves and they're in a good good mental headspace but you no know, physical shape they would actually have a, a better journey going forward. I'm afraid my dog needs to go out. So he's just, he's bashing on the cat flap. So I'm just going to let him out. So apologies to everybody's going to be watching this. Sorry. No, no uh, sorry about that. My pets always video bomb everything. So <laughs> it's just, 
no whether it's yeah and I don't worry about it anymore it's a, it's just a thing of like actually my my clients are all animal lovers and actually we, we need to be loving to to animals too and it just but they always do it you know pop might come walk past as well you know that's my cat that's just uh one of the things for, for people that uh, earlier on you mentioned this but for people that are not very familiar or don't want to you know uh use the word or or be feel uncomfortable with the word spiritual would you say mm-hmm. would it you would it be right to say that when you say their spiritual mission you mean aligning to their passion their deep passion their true passion yeah that, that is part of it so the path that we've been on already yeah you know, even like two minutes ago is our spiritual path and whatever we're going to and whatever we want to create is our is part of our spiritual path but we <laughs> If people aren't comfortable about you know, their, spirit, their spiritual path, what they need to understand is how the, how the mind works. Is actually the top level is about spirituality and about you know, us being you know, spiritual, spiritual beings but being in a, a human form um, in some, some format. And you'll either get that or you won't get that. And that's, that's really a, a journey that people go on to understand that it's about. But ultimately, yes, the deep passion that somebody has about why they're here what they what they wanted to do is about their life purpose, and that is their spiritual mission thing that they need to do. So often they'll have gone through working in the corporate world, for example, really hating their job, thinking everybody here is loaded, whatever. Get angry the fact that something's done a really bad way and that it could be done even better. They think they can do it better, and they jump into business, and they may well, may well you know improve it. But that's that's usually what drives them is it something. It, from within, you know, from their the different things which they've experienced, that's what they're here to to fulfil on in their business when they come into business. But whether somebody's in business or not, though, everybody has some form of mission. It might be to have children. It might be to have, you know, to educate in some way. It's not necessarily. But when when it's your business, you need to put your mission at the centre of your business because your mission is your vision for. Your, your business going forward and how you actually create it because it's your driver. So in my next book, when it comes out, which we called Awakening Vision Within as, as well, I talk about there's two whys. There's the why of I get motivated today, you know, to you now I'm doing it for my kids, I'm doing it for, you know, I want to go on holiday. Um, but there's also a much deeper why about why you're doing what you're doing. And it's, it's to actually serve others. Now, because you know, I'm still single, but when I when I was very deeply depressed, so I took my life. I was fourteen when my husband left. Um, I just couldn't get motivated to to get on and do what I'm doing now, and to get the book written and, and whatever. And somebody coached me actually. And I have an away from to actually motivate me about my why. If I don't do what I'm meant to do, so if I'm never not motivated yeah. enough to do it, if I don't if I don't do what I'm meant to do, more people die. That is the God's honest truth about my skill set and what I know. And getting that message out to the to the world, but not everybody would know that. So it's that that motivates me to go okay. Because when people are in partnerships, you've got somebody nudging you, going, "Go on, you can do that." You no, know, oh, because you can believe he's like, "Go on, that's that's fantastic," and they'll have less mental health issues going through. So a big part of my mission is about mental health and changing the perception of mental health and seeing mental health as your spiritual journey and understanding yourself, rather than it being this woo woo thing that's out there and going that funny lady doing crystals or you know, energy work, whatever it is. Actually, that is how the mind is working. That's how we're interacting. The science is absolutely proving the, the whole spiritual journey um, of it. And we're, we're much more in a, an energy of people being aware of that and understanding that. And that's why a lot of our the mental health services aren't working, is that it's, it doesn't make sense. You know, because you'll have, so for example, for myself, I would ultimately go and see another healer to, to work with me. And I to help me get get better again, which is an alternative therapy of some sort. Well, not oh, sorry, complementary therapy of some sort could be alternative. So we've had medicine not accepting them for for so long, saying actually no, no, that's not true, that's true. But actually, it is true that actually every single person on the planet is unique. But trying to take everybody through a medical version of okay, you've got a knee problem, I've got a knee problem, we're going to take you through this exactly the same route, you know. Well, that's never going to work because we've got individual experiences and memories and things which are happening to us. So we need individual help. But it's also about that we have our control of everything ourselves. So when we take control of our own destiny, 
and say, actually, this isn't somebody doing stuff to me. This is actually me doing this to me. What do I need to learn so I can then create what I want to? Yeah. So holistic therapies, come up, which you know might be called alternative therapies or complementary therapies, depending on which ones they are, they are looking at the whole person, not looking at an element of a person and comparing that element to another element and going, well, this is what we do. Now, I'm not saying don't have medicine. That is not what I'm saying at all. In, in my book, Are You Worth It? I talk about bringing together medicine, mindset and energy work so that it's understood better. So, for example, you've got various people who have gone off and done complementary therapies because they felt they were more understood and they're getting help, what they weren't getting on the NHS by drugs, but they've not necessarily had enough mindset work. They've not enough, had enough understanding of, so somebody... For example, if I did Reiki on somebody, they'll nice and relax and go, oh, that's fantastic. Now, if I don't actually communicate to them, actually I was working here on you, this is about how you speak up. This is, you know, so this, how you need to change is actually when you're in meetings, you need to speak up for yourself now because I've now removed the negative energy. If they don't change their belief and they keep going to meetings and not speaking up, then they won't, they won't get the cognitive re- realisation so that issue will come back again. So when you go networking, you'll see people go, <laughs> coughing not trying to get their you know spit out their uh, their pitch and that's because they're something they're saying for themselves that's then creating an issue with their energy that's around this bit because they're worried about what to say yeah um, um i had similar issues because i i didn't go through any reiki or any other training but what it mm-hmm. was in my head was oh I, I have a i have a fear of standing up and speaking and then i realized i know i have a life purpose i have a mission and every time I bring that to the forefront of my mind, that is so powerful that the fear of speaking goes two notches down. Yeah. And then all, yeah. all of a sudden, this becomes more important than that. Yeah. However, we are so yeah. stuck in, in those yeah. ways uh, yeah. that, that they give it more power than their own mission. Yeah. And, I, and when you put your mission, you want to put your mission there. However, what I would say is if you're on a really massive mission, which I'm on a really massive mission and most of my clients are, it can be absolutely overwhelming because it then drives you to keep going, keep going, going especially if you're um, a high achiever, to keep going. And then, you, then actually you can make mistakes in your business and grow it too fast. You're not looking after yourself. Then you end up having a period of time, time off. Or you've, you've, you've grown, you've got lots of staff you've taken on and then actually you can't cope with, you've not recruited them in the right way, so you then have to get rid of some even though you're growing. It's, it, there can be all sorts of different issues with that mission coming through too fast. So you do need to, that's why, you know, I said about the, the cafe in, in Leeds, I was saying to her, you know, you need a 20-year vision to understand what, you know, how to plan it out so actually you can fulfil it properly. Because most businesses only last a year. They don't get past that year because of all the fears, because they, they invested all their money into the website and to the logo. But the website, they can't even put the words onto the website because they can't get the right words because they don't know their products and services yeah. um, because it has to come from their passion. So you've got to start from you first and then take it. You know, so then to idle client, then look at your business planning, then looking at your money mindset. If you've got um, issues around money, then you, and it, it, how, you know, that's the mass phobia that I had, whether it's the fact of you know, planning, understanding cash flow, whether it's the fact of setting up your account system, looking at it regularly, all that sort of stuff. That will then create a, a problem for, for somebody. But they also need proper networking skills as well because people are just not looking out for each other. They're not uh, realising they could get work for other people. They're not uh, they're handing out business cards for us. They're doing loads of behaviours that are stopping them from getting work in, uh, quite frankly. They need to look at their visibility about how they do, you know, whether it's videos, whether it's podcasts, whether it's getting their, running a network, PR. If you haven't sorted out those fears, first of all, you'll find it really challenging to actually get so far. And it's like, I can't get any further because you've got this stuck energy, well, it is stuck energy from actually being able to move yourself forward. And then finding you know, self-care is all a massive part. You have to be working on yourself the whole time to go through. What, what was your journey before you became uh, started your own business? What was your journey then? Okay, so um, initially I was in hospitality management. Right. So that's, that's what my degree is in. So I was in catering. I was working at the, the last job I did in catering was working at Heathrow Airport as a catering manager. 
and I had an accident there and that led me to have two years off work which is where I found well, my aunt who's a doctor actually took me to see various different healers that she was using and so I went to an osteopath I went to you know, a bit spiritual healers as well as colour therapists um, and different things and it, as I say it led me to have two years off work I had to stop working because I just had a twisted pelvis where I fell um, <clears throat> and I'd now say that I created chronic pain syndrome but at the time I didn't know that's what I was doing because that, I was not a, not in a job that I really wanted to do I wasn't understanding myself I had very low self self-worth so but during those two years off I also le- learned how to use you know IT better and I was asked to then be an, uh, an IT trainer and because I was on benefit I was able to say to my doctor well you know I'm gonna I've been doing 15 hours a week study and they're now asking me to do 15 hours a week as a teacher more money get off benefit I may as well do it is that okay and that's how I literally got off benefit what I didn't recognize at that particular time was I'd been given a Reiki empowerment so what my reflexologist has said to me I think you should do Reiki layers and and I was given it, but I didn't know what it was. It was, it was a, uh, no, but at, at the time it was going to see this Chinese lady actually had me lying on a couch, did something around me. And then. So was that a bit more like woo woo stuff? And, you know, but it was, because I was a very, I was a very, very logical person then. I would never have been, yeah, it was like going, yeah, whatever. If, if this will get me better again, then of course I'll do it. But I went to the reflexologist's house, there's 15 people there, my eyes closed, they did whatever. And I had this empowerment or achievement, I think it was called at the time. I didn't read the manual, but I got a certificate. And it was five years later that I then did Reiki again. So I'm, I'm now a Reiki master teacher. I've never let anybody have Reiki given to them that way because I wasn't grateful for it. Didn't know what I'd been given. Confused the hell out of me, to be perfectly honest. But when I was writing my book, Are You Worth It? It's my story at the start of it. I had this realisation that the exact timing when I was given that was when I got off benefit, when I, my life suddenly started to change. Because when you're empowered to Reiki, you have a shift of energy coming, coming out of you. But the different levels of Reiki is actually about wisdom and truth. So as you become more true to yourself, more true to your mission about what you're here for and fulfilling on it, you become truer to yourself, more honest to yourself. So the principles behind Reiki are um, give thanks and ca- count your many blessings. Uh, just today, I'll have no anger. Just today, I'll have no worry. Just today, I'll be kind to every living thing and person. Just today, I'll do my work honestly. And those are the principles that I live my life by. But I didn't even understand that when I was in, you know, attuned to it the first time. I didn't understand that's what it was about. So, whilst I, so that, that shift allowed me to actually get into teaching. I then was teaching them off. There was a redundancy situation where I then went and did my tea training. And then I became within about seven years that a leading teacher trainer because both my parents are teachers. So it made sense that I became a teacher. But I clearly remember age 15 you know, saying I would never, ever be a teacher. Um, and yet here I am as a spiritual teacher now. But it was, it was not a, um, an intention of mine. It's kind of like I've been led over a period of time. And yeah. learning and empowering other people is massively important to me that people are enlightened. What, what were your fears when you were like you went through this this trauma of you know you you being involved in an accident and then you you know get into this healing and then moving into your your business? What was the fears? What was going through your mind at the time? Um, what were the fears that went through my mind at the time? I, think I never never really wanted a business. In fact, when I was 17, um, I remember doing my hosting and catering BTEC. And I remember clearly being stood in the, my bedroom at my parents' house, Maxfield, where they used to live, and saying, I'll never have a business, never, ever have a business, because I was so traumatized by what I've been taught in the classroom about having a business. I thought, no, nah, never, I'd never do it. So but things which you've decided before, that can still be a problem for you later on. So, so that fear was still there when I actually did jump into business later on when I thought I'll have a business. So the fears that were, that were there was about, you know, people judging me, people me being able to, me being able to be me. I've got a twin sister. She's a doctor. You know, there's been a lot of comparison in my mind to her because I was like saying something holistic and she was saying something medical and we didn't really meet, whereas we were meeting much more now. And she's going off and doing NLP training and, and whatever and understanding you know, what you can shift and what else you need to know and, and, and understanding. 
things and she's also you know had had some mental health issues you know as, as well so that's actually given her insight as to different things as well about what's going on so the fears really in coming to business was that when I first I jumped ship from a um, well-paid job but it was, there was a voluntary redundancy situation uh, came up at the college I was at and and actually I wasn't I was I would say I was fearless actually going into my business because I had total belief that my business was going to succeed because I had the back the backing of fourteen thousand pounds my my redundancy I was promised work at the college although they didn't fulfil on that which then you know caused me a problem and you know I thought I knew what I was doing but actually I didn't know what I was doing and that's what part of the message is that I I work why I work with business owners now to to say look you know you've got to do things a different way I've literally learned things backwards to teach you forwards to understand about it because when I left that that role that year in 2011 I'd had a miscarriage I'd had um, two failed IVF attempts I'd had redundancy which is a loss I became depressed as I came into into business because I thought I was supposed to be an education consultant that's what I logically thought was a logical step as I jump into business that's what I'll be. I had no network. I had no, um, I didn't understand what an ideal client was. I had the maths phobia then, so I didn't actually know how to manage my numbers. I was on a business course, and it was fantastic. And I was thinking, yeah, I can do this, do this, you know, and actually, you know, there's so much more practicalities in business that you need to understand. And it's, and understand your, yourself more about how you put it across. Now, if I was in a a more logical business so let's say I was cafe owner maybe I wouldn't have had some of the the issues and I do believe in the future I will have a B&B or a cafe or something like that I still love that <laughs> no but it's all part of the journey of understanding what what should you do first and I didn't things in, in the wrong order to let people know what to do and then no no people didn't understand Reiki they still don't even though it's now you know sort of getting into the NHS now you're talking about sound training for what's that? I don't do sound training, but obviously I'll try things. And people will be like, going, why should you do that weird thing? No, I might. No, I do have crystals in my bra, you know, for, for different things, but to help me, you know, stay in alignment because crystals are an ancient form of, of healing uh, and have different and have different powers. Yeah. So it was a very confusing time coming into business, and also by being so alone, the loneliness was was massive. Also, at the end of 2011, I asked my husband to step up because he had got a you know, more tangible business of um, carpentry. You know, was the money in his, in his business for us to go on, on holiday? And could he step up more providing? And um, which he said he would. We went on holiday. And that's the first debt that came. He said, book it on the credit card and he paid it off. We never paid that off. And our debt spiraled from, from that point because... The trauma of actually being a business, first of all, and all the different new things you had to learn, the different it was, was immense. I also had past trauma, which I didn't even realize I still had, because you need to live in the present, but I was being triggered into past stuff that had happened to me, as well as understanding where I'm going as well. So my husband got pneumonia when we were on holiday. Then we, then we, had, we came back within a week from getting better. My mum died. My cat had to be put down in the same week. Both my sisters went mentally ill, high, um, and had to be looked after. 2013, my um, sister-in-law died, and my husband had to go and make sure that my brother-in-law was okay because he was mentally ill and that his carer had just died. And then my husband left me with forty thousand pounds of the debt in 2014. Was when I almost took my life because I so. If you have trauma while you're in business as well, because some of my clients are, I'm trying to prevent it as people come into business, get them a sustainable business, but also if they're, they're imperfect, okay, and then you know, something happens, then there's a problem. But also if you're a midlifer, so menopause, trauma, menopause are my sort of specialties from a um, health perspective. The menopause is a very up and down period if you're trying to holistically, trying to work out who you are, where you're going. And if you've not dealt with stuff, from the past it'll start hitting you like a ton of bricks and will become ill health potentially for you if you're not listening to your body not looking after your body through the process right so you you're uh, the key point here I, I, I take is that having that mindset right is the key to starting and sustaining a successful business it is and and i have an acronym of mindset which is in my book mindset is mental health about your intuition following your intuition your N is about nourishing yourself and your mind. 
because we're not looking after you're not meditating for example not clearing that mind it gets fuller and fuller and fuller until it can't can't cope so the d is about decisions what decisions have you made that actually may be stopping you from being able to move forward which are basically your limiting beliefs because you'll have made a decision to believe a particular thing or to have a particular fear or, or whatever the S is about your senses, that we're taking everything in from our senses, whether that's what we taste, whether we see, whatever, we're anchored to different things around us. So if, you've, if somebody's died, you've got you know, photos all around that person, you're getting a negative emotion from seeing it the whole time, that's then causing you a problem every time you're seeing it. But that's everything about our house as well can do that for us. We've got unfinished items around our, our house, that sense of seeing something's not finished and getting angry because it's not done because our husband hasn't done it, and, you know, over that create things and find the tears our thoughts is what thoughts we're having so it's really important to understand all those different elements of it and how they interlink to understand yourself and understand how you create it because we can change our thoughts like that instantly but we can't necessarily change how we feel if, it, if the when I had severe depression in 2014 and I didn't take any any drugs uh, this absolute true story um I came home on a Friday I had the the, I was booked to see the doctor on the Monday. I was going to take, um, I was going to ask for antidepressants because it was just so bad. I felt so out of control, regardless of me believing you can sort it out yourself and all that sort of stuff, which is what I've been taught. And I came home and there was an Amazon book sit- sitting out of the letterbox. And I looked at it and thought, well, where's that come from? I haven't got any money. How can, it, how can I have got that? And it was, it was called Cracked, Why Psychiatrists Do More Harm Than Good. And I read that book over the weekend and walked into the doctor on the Monday and said, I'm in a really bad way, um, but actually I, I can't take drugs. I know that I can't, can't do it. I've just got to you know, see it out. And it's taken me a long time to recover that energy through the process to get myself to this point because actually most people don't want to take drugs. And actually they mask how you feel and they mask your emotions. So you can't. Some people, you know, when they take it, you know, they're, they're feeling less and actually we're a massive feeling creatures. And to get the law of attraction to work, you actually need to be able to feel high emotion. If you can't feel anything because you've got that, those chemicals in your body, you're not going to feel good. So I'm, I'm not advocating that you, people don't take any drugs, okay, because they may need it. And it depends on your belief system as to what you believe you can do. I, but I was born with a heart complaint. I don't have that anymore. I was, I've had asthma. I haven't got that anymore. I've had chronic pain. Sister, I haven't got that anymore. I've got, I've had uh, high blood pressure, I've got that anymore. That's because I've shifted this and I've shifted the energy out of me. But if you're not trained and knowing how to do that, you know, understand it, you won't even be working. Stuff. You might even not even think that you are worth doing that work on. So what I'd like to see is medics to be trained in some more of the energy medicine, which some of them are, but they keep it secret, which is a bit of a sad no thing but that is the case because it's not been allowed you know, for example they don't tell anybody that they're actually doing it or believing it um which then stresses them out because they think oh, i'm gonna give this person medicine i want to actually be able to help them in a different way so it's about having a much more integrated medical system which actually if you look over in um eastern medicine that's what they've got so we actually are saying to the patients you're important and you can do this for yourself but we'll we'll show you how and take them through that that process so but if somebody is high from a mental health point of view often they do actually need to be drugged to actually bring them down because no amount of talking or whatever will will bring them down so there are situations where people need so if i've broken bones and whatever obviously that you know it's kind of like this oh whilst you know i have heard people healing their their bones and, and and whatever you have to have very strong strength to character and belief to to do that so you know, when i broke my ankle in 2010 actually that's before i did nlp so before i did a load of the mindset stuff i would have uh, of course i went to the doctor and i've got a you know, metal piece of metal and five pins in my left ankle and that's not coming out and that's part part of me although what i would say is my body rejected that metal that was in there and I was in extreme pain by it being in there. And I didn't go to the medics about it. I went and saw a kinesiologist and within 15 minutes that pain had gone and it was accepted. Wow. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's powerful stuff, what can be done to change it. But it's about more about people learning how to do it themselves so they can start shifting it themselves. And we'll have a happier and more peaceful world as well by, you know, because of it. 
I, I hear a lot about um, in the last few weeks, months, and then years about mental health and it's being brought to awareness. Why is there such an epidemic of that coming up? Or was it, I mean, from what I gather and understand is that a lot of people that are in their jobs, uh, regardless of what their pay is, let's talk about people that are on high wages, right? Mm-hmm. Now, they're stuck in this golden prison. I call it the golden prison, right? They think they are earning good money. It's too good to leave my job. But at the same time, they become depressed because the opportunities they have, it's not, they're not master of their own destiny. They yeah, don't depression. necessarily have the freedom of to do what they like. Depression is repressed, kind of, is repressed emotions. So right. when you're, if you haven't got any means to, to get it out okay. of you in some way, express it. So it might be saying it, but it might also be running, getting out of you that way. Or it might be tapping when we're blowing, blowing out the, the energy, it might be having Reiki, it might be a sound healing, you know, all different ways of actually shifting that energy, but also the person understanding themselves, understanding what they really want and going, you know, I can go for this, I can have what I truly want. But for the law of attraction to work, so, you know, law of attraction is ask, ask what you desire, believe it's possible. If you don't believe it's even possible, then be going, well, I'm believing the £100 can come through that window now but it's not coming out through engine. They told me to visualize and I still can't know. So I can't get it to work. It's not working because obviously if you've got a deeper belief, that's like, you know, whatever, it's not going to work. But ultimately, and if, when you're too depressed, I can manifest a flea off my bloody vision board because I was too depressed. Although I did, I did manifest my car when I needed it. I manifested my uh, Fiat 500. And even the music that I had playing to my vision board started playing, which is the happy song with Pharrell, then Fiat started playing that as part of their advert on the TV as well. So and that was, <laughs> I had it first, you know, on it. But so it, it is about desire, it's about intent, but it's about going back to business owners. It is about understanding who you're here to serve. It then becomes much easier about what you're creating as your products and services and not doing too much and, and understand it. Because what happened for me was that I exhausted myself by doing lots of different uh, courses at a lower price to try and help people thinking well I'll just do you know get 10 people at 45 pounds and you know that's 450 pounds but actually I just couldn't do it because my energy wasn't good because I was you know because I've gone through this depression and whatever but also because my ideal clients actually they're going too fast so they'll only book like the night before because they go if, if I've not got I've not got work on and I'll go to it because they're always, you know what I said about the spiritual, spiritual mission being too important than them. So it didn't serve me to have so many different things going on. And as I was learning, well, what do they, what do they think people needed? So I now have the signature program of Awaken the Vision Within, which I'm getting known for so that I can take through. And, and eventually the little courses will probably come back at some point, but until I, you know, I'm, you know, like um, Tony Robbins has got um, Unleash the Power Within or something like that. I think it is, is his program. We've got um, Andy Harrington's got um, Power to Achieve. They've got their signature thing that they're known for. People are getting results for it. People are saying, God, you've got to go on that program. It's amazing. Well, I had to go through a whole load of stuff to get that information, to all those learnings and lessons and, and different things to understand what I needed to create. And to be the business mentor that I am now, because I've been through it, so I can talk from the heart about exactly how you need to, to change it and do it differently. And so I understand about the trauma and having to understand how you need to un- undo the trauma to learn from it, to, let, to be able to let it go. So it isn't just about people being on that course with me. It's also about people being having one-to-one sessions with me. It's time working through that trauma so they become light and bright. And they, as, you, as you do that, you're, what's supposed to open up for you when will. No, literally, I had no training venue. And, uh, you know, I was thinking this a few years ago, and I was like, I really need somewhere to be able to work that I really enjoy and I like it, whatever. So my house isn't totally suitable for that. And, and literally, the, the pub um, that I'd go past, you know, suddenly I'd advertise this function room. And weirdly or not so weirdly, no, no such thing as a coincidence, my lodger at the time was a cleaner at that pub. And he said, Oh, yes, they've cleared out a store and they've made it into a function room. So the universe literally gave me my training room that was ideal you know, at a price I could afford exactly when I was meant to be doing that to, to, to allow it so you have to be allowing things to happen 
for you. But often what we can do because of self-sabotage and procrastinating, we'll stop things along the way. When we become more open and allowing and saying, no, I can allow anything. It's going, yes, please. You know, what am I going to have today? Right? And allow it to come. It's also about we're often setting smart goals, which actually put a, you know, what's it called? an energy behind something that is like pushing energy. You don't want to be you know, pushing. You want people to be you know, drawn to you from an attraction you know, point of view. So I can't remember exactly the acronym for it. There's, there's somebody called Yvette Taylor who's, got, who's created an energy. No, it's now it's accredited actually as a, as a sort of a healing modality. She's written something in her book, which is the ultimate self-help book or something like that. Um, about a different acronym for SMART, about you know, e- energy. And a, it is about, it's something like specific manifesting. I can't remember what the A is. You have to be a receiving, you have to trust. I can't remember what the, the A stands for. The, maybe, I can't remember. can't remember. But it's, it's well worth reading. It's a, it was a great book. It is a great book, rather. It only came out just before Christmas. But I've, I thought it was a really interesting concept that she was talking about in, in there, um, about allow it you know allowing things to come to us and and that's what I teach about you know to relax the more you relax the more you're not so much in your head the more that you're you've balanced your we've got three brains we've got a head brain a heart brain and a gut brain our mission and our passion come from our heart brain which is all about compassion so in my book I've got a love game and I'm teaching people how to you know change their mindset around love the more you get in tune with love in all aspects of your, your life, not just your business, you'll find that actually things will start fulfilling for you. That you'll, when you love something, you'll make more money as well because you'll be excited, be motivated to do something because you're being paid for it, being valued, and you're, and you're doing something you love through the process. But what can happen is we have our head has a set of, um, our head is for creativity, our heart is compassion, and our gut is about uh, courage. That's right, it's three C's. And there's something called embraining. I can't remember the, the authors, but it's about how to use your multiple brains to do cool stuff or something like that. But it, that brings together, I'm a trainer in non-linguistic programs, bringing that, it's bringing energy works, bringing the esoteric to people to understand that actually how they're creating their, their ill health, basically. That if you are making decisions from your head about fear, you're saying, oh my God, no, I'm not going to be able to do that. You know, well, that's not the head's duty to do something about fear. That's actually the gut's responsibility. Okay, so you so you're not in in alignment with your with yourself. But from a medical perspective, we have what's called the vascular nerve that's going in between. We have our auton- autonomic nervous system, and which is our parasympathetic and sympathetic. And each of these head, heart, and gut, brain have their own responsibility. That why we end up in fight or flight. That we end up. That we can't we can't get out of this sort of stressful state that we're, that we're in because it's like is it sympathetic it's sympathetic I'm get I'm getting stressed so and that all fits into our breathing as well which is where meditation come comes in the more that you breathe more that you relax the more that actually your wisdom will come come to you through that meditation as well but it will also allow you to release negative energy as well as one one of the sort of benefits of it uh, as well so awesome. yeah. Lots of different things. You mentioned that earlier on as well, and then you, you you have that in your book as well. Are you with it uh, about being using your why you should be a visionary? Yeah. How yeah. important is that if someone's thinking about? Because a lot of us, uh, the business program I was in, uh, they talked about the three brains we have: the reptile, the monkey brain, and yeah. the visionary brain. Yeah. And he goes, every time you're thinking of, uh, you mentioned earlier on things like, uh, you know, I need a website, I need business cards, I need that. That's almost like how to do it. That will eventually yeah. come if your mission and your business is quite clear. Exactly. And, exactly. and that's, the, that's the bit, you know, that people, uh, every time I get stuck into how is it going to work, how is it going to happen, instead of that, when I switch and I realize I'm in that either my reptile brain or monkey brain, when I switch that and I think from my, what's my mission? Okay, then who would I contact next? Or what do I need to do next? All of a sudden, that's much more easier to come yeah, and coming from yeah. other places. What's what's your view on that? I mean, so in my book, this is the visionary process. So it's called yeah. or visionary system is what I've created. So visionary stands for being being visionary. So your mission, intuitive, spiritual, influencer, an oracle, and a networker, and and that you're developing those those skills through it. 
we have um, the reticular activating system in our in our mind that actually yeah. needs to be able to see what we're wanting to create. But in the mind, and this comes from NLP, that we we think in pictures, sounds, feelings, or or logic. For, so, for example, somebody who is dyslexic is always, always really visionary. Okay, so they would always benefit from learning everything by pictures. I've got a client at the moment who's dyslexic. Although one of the things I've been working on with is not allowing any of the fears of being that label of dyslexic causing a problem. Um, so I know to show her pictures for her to understand so she feels clever because that's one of the things she's telling herself is she's not clever um, because of other academics around her and, and, and whatever. So the, from a law of attraction point of view, you have to be able to see what you're wanting to what you wanted to create which is why you use a vision board so because i'm very kinesthetic touchy-feely and empaths okay i won't so i'm looking up at my vision board there that's why i'm looking looking there so i look at my vision board because actually i don't naturally vision things i have to like fake it before i make it so i have to go okay i'm going to vision i'm going to do some visualization now i'm going to visualize i've got five clients later having spiritual readings <laughs> i really enjoy and really and you have to also put the the emotion behind it of, it of really being excited that that's what you're going to be doing. Yeah, really yeah. enjoying that you're going to do it. So the mind can't make the difference between what's real and imaginary. Right. So if you have got past trauma, and obviously I've let go an awful lot of trauma, it won't work immediately. People go, mm, they're often trying too hard. It's, it's, a, it's like a muscle that you have to just keep doing a little bit and a little bit and a little bit and allow that those things to, to come. But, but Things won't necessarily come to you the way that you logically think they're going to come. So you might logically think that uh, the way to get your book written is to publish it on Amazon. But actually the way that comes to you is somebody approaches and says, oh, actually, you know, I've got a self-publishing site. No, can I do that for you? But it wasn't the, the way that you thought it was going to happen. You thought you were going to, you know, logically, everybody else says Amazon, I'm going to do it for Amazon. So things can be... Uh, given to you in different different ways so a lot of the the process is to be open to receive so if you're I was as a personality and I still am very much a giver and in, in my book I talk about being a go-giver because uh, I use the go the principles from the go-giver book Bob Berg and John David Mann and in the next book I'm, I'm going to be using the the principles of what they say a leader should be as well they've got leadership principles as well because basically my Awaken the Vision Within program is about being a business leader, but leading from your mind, leading you know, the, the way forward for others, for employees and, and, and whatever. So you want to be a, a giver. And I was always, you know, if somebody wants to be, yeah, okay, I'll give you that. Yeah, okay, give that, give that. But I wasn't receiver. So if somebody offered me something nice, I'd be like, oh, no, I can possibly, no, 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 let me pay for that, you know, and, and whatever. I wouldn't openly say, oh, thank you rich. No, so so. I mean, I've, I've walked downstairs this morning and my, my lodger, who is also my, my friend and client, um, has uh, you know, left a little note for me saying, oh, dinner tonight, what do you want? This one or this one? You know, my dinner's being cooked for me. Hey. You know, so <laughs> <laughs> you can receive a little thing. It's about noticing what things come to you. But we're, we can get so busy that we miss things which come to us as well. Yeah. So yeah. the receiver also is about receiving so receiving guidance, receiving what, what can come to us um, through the process as well. And yeah. some people they may watch this and think, well, we'll see, what else she's talking about? Well, this on an energetic level, this is what you know, a lot of the holistic therapies principles work on, is that we have a shaft of light that goes through us here, okay? We can't see it, but scientists can see it, we can't see it. But we also have seven main chakras which are spinning energy points so we've got for example the throat chakra here crown chakra crown chakra okay and each of those chakras means means something and relate to something in your life so if you are the person who's coughing at a network <coughs> can't can't get your pitch out can't get your message out to people to get, to get business then that means that there's there's a belief that you've got in your mind that is linking to the energy that's stuck there so but when you do the work to energy injuries to release that, you actually become lighter because of this shaft of light that's there. So when I do timeline therapy, for example, with my clients, because to change your behavior, you have to emotionally feel better. And if you're in a shit place, you've got to feel better first before you make any changes. If they close their eyes, they will actually 
I'll say, well, how dark is it? Is it, is it really dark? It's a little bit dark. Yeah, we're going, ah, it's very dark. And then I'll do one of the timeline on a particular emotion, for example, or I might do energy, uh, uh, not energy, I'm with, um, my screen tape, what, no, one of the emotional-based energy things, or, or even Reiki. I say, right, okay, look at it now. And it'll be uh, lighter. They will, and they'll f- physically feel lighter. Yeah. When people see me now to how I looked four years ago, five years ago, they go, my God, you look really different. And I go, I oh, know, I look really different. Because I've let go of what all the crap I was hold- holding on to that was kept dragging me down. But also because I am very touchy-feely, one of the things, and Jess, that you can't see is that we spin our feelings. So we spin them either forwards or, or around us or whatever. So whenever what I was doing was actually every time I felt bad, I then spin down into that. Uh, I realize I do that now, so I don't actually change it or go, no, no, I'm not going that way. I'm going to go this way. I'm going to go, no, it's going to be okay. And, and that's one of the things I teach my clients who I recognize are doing the same thing. It's actually, well, she might not be able to see that you can do that. <laughs> but you'll be able to feel you can do that and you can start shifting and changing i was chatting with my my therapist yesterday about the sound healing thing about i tell clients to look up you know smile you know because smiling is actually faking to the spring more dopamine into the body anyway uh, but if you look up you're actually looking up into um you're faking the brain to to be activating that as well right. so but the allowing the light in you know, so through meditation, you're allowing light to come in because you're, you're spiritually opening yourself up to wisdom that can come to you. But one thing which is really important, I'll say it now, is actually you need to, after meditation, close yourself down. Not fully, but close down because what I didn't know, because I can't even see or feel that I'm even doing it. Other people can tell I'm doing it. Is that you can leave yourself open the whole time and actually that's not healthy for you because you're in, you know, kind of a different realm, if you like. You need to be more grounded. So when you finish meditation, you need to stop and just close, close it down. It doesn't have to be fully closed because the, the sharks have been moving. But also it is ourself just to ground that you're actually in the here and now again. Because often when somebody's in a severe mental health state, they are, they've got that, that open the whole time. And they're accepting good messages, bad messages at the same time uh, to themselves, not feeling great because of it. But it depends on whether somebody's gone high or, or, or low. Awesome. Fascinating stuff. We can, we can go on and on and on and on. Um, mm. This would be a good note to end this on. So when's your next book coming out? Well, I'm working on manifesting the money to get my book out by July. But there's no right. guarantee it'll be out, out there because as I say, I'm working on, on that. I might do crowdfunding to get it out there because um, at this moment in time, it's not, it's, not, it's not coming together how I thought it was, but then maybe it's not supposed to be out then. But yeah, you know, so it's a, it's a case of I'm just keep working on it and whatever. So my my aim is is July, but we'll we'll see. But it is this year definitely um, to get it out. It's it's mainly written, but what's become very clear to me is why you need to be um, slow down. Is often there are other pieces of wisdom that need to come together to go in the book before it's complete. It's it, yeah. So and I've added because the 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 book has come from my group coach program which has workbooks in it obviously by them going out and using what i'm saying and getting feedback and certainly seeing, seeing success thankfully it is also about me paying attention to what's going on in my business go okay oh okay no they need to know about this so for example me saying about you know focus on your signature program first don't go and do a whole load of other bits missing this you know because you go off on a on a merry dance doing other other stuff get known especially if you're a coach therapist um uh, coach therapist trainer consultant get known for what you're known for the one thing yeah. well do it a lot you know, get partners involved in that one thing rather than lots of different projects so you've got two projects going on you know through a year and trying to fund all of them that then creates much more pressure and obviously for myself because of what I've been through, I'm still in, I was still classed up as in recovery and going, going through it to, to take other people with me. So, but also I'm not perfect. There are, you know, things that come and go, oh, I didn't realize I realized that. And I've done so much work on myself. So it's about paying attention to different things. So there was a learning I had just yesterday about 
allowing other people to other people's time is more important than my own or something like that was a, a lesson I got yesterday that I need to unpick that about why does I believe that because that's not true we all, we all have equal you know but it was it was something to do with my my friend was cleaning up something down, downstairs and I was I had this real pull to come downstairs to actually do it for her so she could go out on time and I was like why why is that why is it so important I've got things I need to get done but it's to try and help her so she can get on on course but actually she needs to learn her own lessons that she's slow down as well potentially or whatever her lessons are and um, so there was I went and reflected on that myself because that's also something else that I will write about in the book so it's it's right. noticing, noticing different things and my behavioral things that have worked or not worked so what I'm trying to say is whilst I'd like to say it's definitely try yeah yeah of course go for it you know, I've got to be very mindful of is the right things in the book in the right in the right way rather than just going yeah, yeah get it out there you know and then because you also from a from an editing perspective the amount of editing it takes to then put it right again to have different versions of it and, and whatever that then costs you more money so yeah. yeah so that's that's all kind of part and parcel of it really so you know the the three top values of my business is financial gain for everybody who's working with me. So I've got to know that it works. I don't want to publish a book that doesn't work for people. Yeah. It's about empowerment. So that people do feel empowered by being on my programs and being reading the book. And it's about integrity. You know, and people trusting that what I'm saying is going to you know, work. But also people tell me their deepest, darkest secrets. And so I can't tell anybody those, those sort of things. It's about integrity that I'm sharing with honesty about the different things that are going on. And there's going to be a bit of a revelation at the start of it, which is going to shock the pants off a lot of people. And they may feel guilty, although I don't want them to feel guilty, but you know, there, there will be something in that uh, as well for people because they'll buy the book and then re- will realise when they're reading it. Um, on it. And uh, where can uh, people follow you, find you? And, uh, okay, so, yeah, so uh, um, my website is insightfulminds.co.uk. Mark, I'm on uh, Facebook, so Insightful Minds on Facebook to follow my page and like it if you'd like to, to follow things. I've also got a Facebook group called the Money Mindset Academy. And that's the the, the two books, the uh, Are You Worth It? Spiritual Guide to Managing Your Money Mindset. That is the group for it. But sometimes I put business content in it, sometimes put mindset stuff into it, sometimes spiritual stuff into it. It's a bit of a mismatch, really, because... I'd started off for a business group and then I've ended up with a consumer book as well. So it's too much for me trying to uh, maintain it with, with other stuff. But it, so some content will go, yeah, I need that. And then I go, oh, I haven't got a business. But I would say everybody needs to have a business going forward, even if they are in a job, because it's a way of actually topping up your pension, even if you do something network marketing or, or whatever. So I think it's well worth them listening to the business tips for perfectly honest. Uh, that I put into it. There is also the Insight for Minds Business Academy where I share various tips uh, for business. And if they are menopause, there is balance in the menopause, but I'll probably put less in that, that group um, just so that I've got focus, um, that I'm not posting too many things and whatever and, and not able to keep up uh, with giving a good good value to people, really. So best way to contact me is to, you can Facebook message me. People can um, follow me on on. Uh, Facebook, not just my page, but my I share stuff on the profile because I share things like networks and other events, people, any health and well-being events. I'm happy to be able to post on my profile. It's all about what I'm all about. It's about um, helping others and um, spreading love and doing things, helping people in the right way so that they know that you're doing it in love rather than people can be very judgmental about how, how you do things. Uh, and stuff so and and raising raising the vibration of the planet is my ultimate you know sort of goal about humanity and peace and showing people how to have a much more peaceful life through all the things that you'll interact with with me whether that's a one-to-one session a spiritual reading a um talk and that's that's the aim really perfect well thank you so much for your time welcome all right good luck Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you want to turn your idea into a business and escape the corporate rat race, then check out my business accelerator program. 
which takes you from idea to making sales. Visit www.jazzbearaurora.com and remember, only the brave have fun.